Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Let's face it, everything when it comes to the FDA and our health and our safety, that should be every one of our business. And uh, when it comes to talking about these issues, I always enjoy my, enjoy my chat with Laura Riley. She is with the Washington Post. Uh, any long-term listener of the show knows that for about a year now, uh, we've had reoccurring guests every week from the Washington Post, a series on their reporting, which is among my favorite out there. Um, I, uh, um, I, I consider the Washington Post to be one of the most important publications in the country. Um, it is a, a true newspaper of record, uh, which are hard to come by. We hear that expression. What does that mean? It means it has a breadth and depth of coverage that you simply don't find in other publications. And so in, in the United States, there's probably three newspapers that you could call a newspaper a record, and it would be the Post, the New York Times, and the Wall Street Journal, which I read all of them pretty religiously. And so I uh, love having them on. Uh, but, but in particular, I, I have enjoyed this guest. Uh, she's been on often, and I love her uh, ability to break some often complex ideas down to a way we can all appreciate. So... Check out the website for WashingtonPost.com. We're going to have a link to her article uh, on our website over at PriceOfBusiness.com. But Laura, as always, Laura Riley, welcome back. Thanks, Kevin. Great to be here. Glad to have you. So great article uh, that uh, I had uh, shared with me, uh, scathing report, or just major changes at FDA, including possibly breaking up the agency, which I thought was uh, interesting. And, and that seems to be the answer uh, in, in the governmental level is, is one, one agency seems to have systemic issues that they kind of want to gravitate towards breaking it up. We've seen that a lot in the NSA, uh, National Security Apparatus. That's why there's what, well over a dozen different agencies for national security. Um, I, think, uh, I think there's obviously a multi, uh, uh, multi-tier approach to that or objective to that, um, like accountability, increased accountability, that type of thing. But, but talk about, first of all, kind of give, I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead. Give us an overview of the, of the report. Um, and, and a little idea of what it was covering and uh, some of the things that stuck out to you. Well, so this was all prompted by the baby formula crisis this year. So the the Abbott uh, manufacturing facility in Sturgis, Michigan, had uh, a massive recall and then was shut down by the FDA. And then the FDA was kind of flat-footed in how it addressed the problem and how it communicated the likelihood of a shortage to the USDA, to, you know, all the communication between the agencies was subpar. Um, And so Robert Califf, the commissioner of the FDA, was kind of called to the carpet at a bunch of hearings this spring uh, in the House and the Senate. And he basically said, listen, we know that there are problems on the food side of the FDA. So that the kind of a running joke for years has been the F is silent in FDA. That often <laughs> the leadership of the FDA is someone on the medical side, someone on the, you know, someone whose focus is pharmaceuticals and tobacco and those other things, and not so much on the food safety side. So we've had an incredible year for food recalls, one of the largest number of recalls ever. 
um, which is an indication that someone is not doing their job effectively. And, you know, going back to kind of the what led up to this baby formula crisis, um, in the first year of the pandemic, not surprisingly, a lot of the inspectors, the food inspectors uh, charged with keeping our food system safe, worked from home, you know, as we all did. So they were not out in the field inspecting these facilities for the most part. So problems cropped up. And rather than kind of being proactive, um, the agency, you know, it's very siloed. They had a lot of miscommunication. There was a whistleblower report that basically sat on someone's desk for four months. So the upshot is that Congress basically said to Caliph at the FDA, you need to get your house in order. So the FDA hired basically this Reagan Udall Foundation, um, you know, paid them to evaluate their own effectiveness. Uh, and the report came out uh, the day before yesterday, and it was pretty damning. You know, their, their top line suggestion to the FDA is to separate it and have the Food Administration on one side and Drug Administration on the other side, both that report to HHS. Interesting. Yeah, and that, that is fairly analogous to seeing things we've seen over the last couple of decades in the national security front. Yeah, well, so, I mean, they had some lesser suggestions. They said uh, within the FDA, separate medical products and foods. So foods have always been kind of the redheaded stepchild that, that doesn't get as much attention, doesn't get as much funding. You know, the budgets are, are all jumbled together, so it's a little bit hard to tweeze out precisely what the food side gets. Um, they also really said, you know, okay, if you're not going to split up this agency, at least charge the commissioner with focusing on the foods programs, that, you know, not leaving uh, that to kind of, you know, other people to deal with. Have more direct and active participation in how the food safety uh, arm of the agency works. Um, so mm -hmm. basically, Caleb has said, he's not said what he's going to do. He's not said, you know, it, it would be a very large and disruptive thing to, to separate food and drug and make two different administrations. I think it would have to, it would require congressional approval. Um, so it's, it, Caleb has said, We'll see. You know, we're going to go through the report. We're going to consult with people at the agency and outside the agency to figure out what the best approach to this is. But, you know, honestly, the food industry, major players in the food industry have been calling for this for years. They've been very disturbed by the lack of um, urgency the agency feels when it comes to food safety. Um, and it shows just in the number of recalls we've had. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting how, you know, the natural inclination is to think business doesn't like regulations, but it's amazing how often they call for more regulations just for accountability, just to protect the, uh, the industry as a, oh, as a whole and its credibility. In fact, we've seen that, frankly, for the last couple of years when it comes to uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of laws uh, that exist that in the financial space that could apply to them that would make crypto more credible, but they don't apply to them. They don't apply to them even though they easily could. It's funny, though, you know, when we think about pro-business, oh, that's anti-regulatory. I don't know any businesses that don't want regulations. Well, I mean, just in the case of this, this infant formula crisis, it's a black mark on all of the manufacturers, not just Abbott, you know, that makes Similac. I mean, you know, basically people are now 
um, skeptical about the safety of this product. And, you know, this is a product that is 100% of the nutrition for some of the most vulnerable people, right, you know, our, our, our newborns. So everyone is enthusiastic. I mean, no one wants to be have the FDA breathing down your, your neck, but everyone wants there to be reliable and diligent inspections and accountability. Um, yeah, just, absolutely. Just for everybody's peace of mind. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to be clear, reasonable uh, regulations, uh, and that's always the, the question. Uh, you're not going to get a consensus uh, among business of what reasonable is. Uh, but as a whole, there's legitimacy, let, let alone safety and other factors that uh, should be even more important that comes with regulation. Um, so what is your sense of this? I mean, I look at a Congress that's still really, really divided. They have a hard time getting minor things done and will be even more so with a, a Republican-controlled um, House. What's your sense of them to even try to pursue that as someone who's been covering agencies and dealing with issues like this for, for quite some time? Your thoughts? I, I think that there's enough disapprobation from the White House and Congress uh, about how the FDA has dealt with a number of food safety issues, that it's very likely that there will be some kind of significant upheaval. Um, you know, Califf came into this situation uh, already underway with the, the formula crisis. He came in in February and picked up the agency. And basically, uh, you know, he, he wasn't in a position to say mea culpa. Um, you know, this this problem predated his arrival on the scene, but I think that it was very clear in a number of hearings that he felt that there had been a number of balls dropped at the agency and that there would be a very serious reorganization uh, in, in terms of leadership. And I think what people have said for years is that um, there are there needs to be at the very least a deputy commissioner for foods who has clout and who has kind of you know, line authority to make significant real-time changes, um, because a lot of this stuff is is life and death. Um, you know, it's not it's uh, not something to to back burner or to to have you know to lose sight of things because of uh, siloing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's this uh, perception. Maybe hard for me to convey it, uh, uh, but there's this perception that the consequences for drugs being messed up, having problems with drugs their safety and efficacy and those type of things um, are just far more are far reaching than the isolated food problem. It's like uh, food problems are, yeah, they pop up, but they're isolated. But as you point out, we've had more this year than ever, <laughs> you know, uh, or at least in, in years. I mean, it's un unheard of. And uh, uh, I don't know, in, in a way, the consequences of drug issues seems more compelling than food. Because of the isolated but, nature you know, of it. Is that part I'm of it? I'm going to push back, Kevin. I'm, I'm uh -huh. totally pushing back on this, just probably because I'm a food guy, you know. But food is something we all do three times a day, right? It's not all of us are on meds. Um, so just the, the kind of urgency of keeping our food system safe. I mean, we have in this country hundreds of thousands of foodborne illness, uh, you know, hospitalizations every year and something around 3,000 deaths that are due to foodborne illnesses. Um, you know, for the, in the, the, the richest country in the world, that seems like an awful lot, you know. And some of it is because our food system is so um, global. And so, you know, you can eat a single hamburger and it can come from many, many different cows. 
Um, so there's a lot of, uh, you know, or you have a, a, a processed food item that has 50 different ingredients from three different continents. So it is, it's a system that's really hard to keep track of, but there certainly should be a gallant, uh, you know, attempt to do so um, in order to keep people safe. Yeah, and so I warned you at the beginning of my question, <laughs> this is hard for me to convey. I'm not saying that it isn't more important or, you know, as important. I would go so far to say it's more important because it's way more ubiquitous than medication, right? Way more ubiquitous. If we're not eating, we're dying anyway. But what I mean is the perception from the media-wise. Oh, sure. The interest yeah, in no, the story. I, I, oh, it's yep. a much bigger story if they, they screw up a drug uh, than uh, the isolated uh, salad. You know, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, romaine salad or whatever that type of thing is. I'm not saying reality. Sure. I'm talking about perception. Yeah. Well, and I think it also, you know, speaks to the idea that most of us um, outsource the production of our food. Most of us eat a fair amount. I mean, I think before the pandemic, it it, had, it was the first time in history where we spent more money in food service and in, in you know prepared foods than in producing. Uh, foods ourselves, you know, so we're, we're trusting people, um, the food industry. And in order to, to really um, feel comfortable with that, we need to know that there's someone overseeing uh, how that food mm -hmm. gets made. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, uh, I, I think the idea of separating really does make sense. Uh, because, you know, one just seems to have more aura around it, more interesting. Oh, look, this is now going to address this disease. That's exciting, especially since there's been a lot of progress in diseases, uh, particularly cancer over the last uh, 10 years. It's just more interesting, and I'm using air quotes, but there's nothing more existential than food, you know, except for oxygen, right? Oxygen, water, food. Sure. That's pretty just, those are existential issues. And yep. uh, maybe if they're taking care of on an individual level, and maybe they are even looking at budgets, like really you want to do this, this low level of protection financially for something everyone needs versus this level of protection for that which only some need, I think it would really challenge uh, conventional thinking on it. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it, it may be a while before there's any kind of, significant movement on this front, but I certainly will be watching to see uh, how much of this report they, they um, incorporate. Laura Wiley, we know her from the Washington Post. I love my series I've been doing with them and always enjoy having you on. Thanks so much for being with us. All right. Happy holiday. Happy holidays to you. I'm Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business. Stay tuned for more.